Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. One of the easiest ways for procrastination to creep into our lives is through the thought that we just need to wait to do something until we feel like doing it. I totally get this. I feel this way all the time. It's super easy to put something off because we just don't feel like doing it right then. And that makes sense. But that's not always our best strategy. In fact, for a lot of things, we're really never going to feel like doing them. And so waiting for that inspiration to come means that we're never going to get started. Today, we're going to be looking at this idea of inspiration and some of the ways that we can try and get started anyway when we don't feel like it. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com inspiration. But first, need help staying focused? Adult study hall might be the answer for your wandering attention. I've talked about the magic of body doubling and how it can do wonders for your productivity. If you want something structured and with dedicated work sessions for things like working out, cleaning, and writing, let me direct you to ADHD Rewired's Adult Study Hall, which you can check out at hackingyouradhd.com slash studyhall. I use Adult Study Hall nearly every day to help keep me on task while I'm working on this podcast, so you may see me there working on the next episode. That link again is hackingyouradhd.com slash studyhall. Before we get started, I also wanted to let you know that I'm now active on TikTok. So if you're interested, just search for Hacking Your ADHD on TikTok and see all the weird stuff I've got going on there. All right, keep on listening to find out how I got the inspiration to write this episode. I'm sitting in my office thinking about what I want this week's episode to be about. Not only am I behind on making episodes, but I'm also behind in content planning. This isn't a great place for me to be on Monday morning. While I know I can produce an episode fairly quickly, it still takes time and there are other things I need to get done this week. But here I am, waiting for inspiration. This is not a good strategy. First of all, it's passive. It's me expecting something to just pop into my head. To be fair, with ADHD, I do have ideas pop into my head all the time. Unfortunately, those ideas are rarely the kind of things that are worth actually pursuing. This is one of the reasons I'm not that worried when I forget that great idea I had. Usually it turns out that my brain confused great with horribly overcomplicated. So sitting here and waiting for something to just pop in my head isn't a good idea. But then, what should I be doing instead? I could consult my crystal ball, but I'm going to be honest here and say that hasn't been producing results recently either. Right now, I'm kind of cheating. I'm not really using any strategy, I'm just writing about what's going on. Instead of coming up with a new episode idea, I'm writing on the very thing that I'm having trouble with. This is actually a kind of common strategy for me. Whenever I have some kind of nagging issue, I like to make an episode about it. It gives me free reign to dive into researching without feeling guilty about how I should be using my time for other things. This is actually a great place to start when we get stuck. Often, when we're stuck, we're just thinking about the problem and not the solution. To be fair, it's important that we define what our problem is. All too often, we're working on solutions to the wrong problem. This means our first step here is really making sure that we know what's going on, and also to not get caught up in our preconceived notions of what the problem is. Even when something is clearly a problem, 
it might not be the root of the problem. It could actually be the symptom of an underlying problem. Let's say you're having trouble getting out the door in the morning, and that's making you late for work. That's a fairly easy problem to identify, but try as we might, we might not make any progress in getting out the door on time. Maybe we set alarms when we need to leave, or we're trying to get up earlier, but we're so tired in the morning, it just doesn't seem to matter how much time we have. And what if that's exactly what our problem is? That we're so tired in the morning, and being late is a symptom of that tiredness. We could stop here and say that we're staying up too late and give ourselves that solution that we need to go to bed earlier. However, from my experience, going to bed late is a symptom in and of itself. The evenings are one of the only times I get to myself, and so I want to stretch that time out. This means that if I want to go to bed earlier, what might actually help is if I schedule me time during the day. If I'm able to get that time during the day, then I'm less likely to feel the need to have it at night and more likely to be able to get to bed on time. This, in turn, then helps me wake up feeling refreshed, which can help me get out the door more easily because I'm not so frazzled because of lack of sleep. Of course, this is a bit of an oversimplification. There are going to be a number of solutions at each step. I'm still going to need alarms for getting to bed on time and for getting out the door. I've still got ADHD, after all. But the point is that our problems are often symptoms of other underlying problems, and if we can solve those problems first... It makes solving the other problems easier. From here, we can get curious about our problems and their solutions. And don't stop with just one question here. Really dive into the idea. Certainly, when I was sitting here, the first question to arise in my mind was, how do I get inspiration to strike? But you know, that might not be the right question. There are a lot of assumptions that go along with that question. We've addressed the first one, that waiting for inspiration is a passive process and that it's a fairly poor way to get things going. But let's dig deeper. What is it that I need to get inspiration about? Certainly in this instance, the idea that I need to get an episode topic. Okay, but is that actually the inspiration I need? What's really holding me back? Because I want to be clear here. It isn't like I don't have ideas for episodes. I've got a spreadsheet with about 150 topics I could go into. So this isn't a lack of ideas. I've got more than enough. But there is also an issue of motivation. The reason that I so often just write about what I'm currently working on is those topics are inherently interesting to me right in that moment. It's easy for me to work on them. I don't have to find motivation to work on them. And that's a tricky topic with ADHD. While it can be hard for us to regulate our attention on things that we're not interested in, when it comes to things that do interest us, Well, we still have that issue of regulating attention, but in the other direction. Instead of being unable to focus on it, we're unable to shake our focus. This is one of those things where parents wonder how their ADHD kids can focus so intently on things like TV or video games. It's because those things are great at drawing our attention. So this is one of the best ways that we can get that inspiration to strike, which is figuring out how to make boring things interesting. Certainly easier said than done but it's a worthwhile thing for us to ask ourselves. There are a lot of things that we're going to do in our life that just aren't that interesting. I'm always going to have more laundry to do, and there are always going to be more dishes to wash. Surprise, surprise, taxes come around every year, and despite how long I try and put it off, my car is still going to need to get filled up with gas eventually. The cliche advice here is to make it a game. Because games are fun, right? I'm not actually crazy about this advice, because honestly, making tasks into games is often... 
Well, the games that people come up with suck. Dishes for time? Great. I honestly don't care, and now I'm way more likely to break a dish because while I don't care, I'm also hyper-competitive and impulsive. Good gamification can absolutely drive motivation, but it's hard to properly implement, and I'm good at games. They're absolutely what I do for fun. This leads me to trying to figure out how to play the game better. Sounds great in practice, but with things that aren't properly gamified, it leads to me doing stupid things. Indulge me for a second, because while this is not going to be a one-to-one comparison here, I think it illustrates this point fairly well. So there was an instance where programmers were teaching an AI to play Tetris. The AI's goal was to stay alive as long as possible. So the AI would build the blocks up higher and higher, and then it would hit pause. To the AI, it was achieving its goal of playing kind of brings back some wargame memories of the only winning move is not to play. The point here is that we tend to do the same thing. We find ways to exploit rules of the game even if what we're doing is subverting the very thing we're trying to accomplish. We need the rules of the game to reinforce the behaviors that we want more of instead of just the need to get more points. This is extra important because if we take away that supportive structure of getting points, we need to know if we're still going to want to do the activity. I've been worried about doing too much exercise tracking because I know there have been times where I didn't want to exercise because my watch wasn't charged, and so the exercise wasn't going to count. Which, even at the time, I knew was bonkers. We need to make activities more interesting instead of just making an interesting game around it. But if we're not making something into a game, how can we make it more interesting? The easiest thing we can do to include some more fun is just add some music. This doesn't have to be study music or anything, just something that you enjoy listening to. Or maybe listen to a podcast. Hey, even this podcast. It can also help to break the task into smaller pieces. This is where I like to use the Pomodoro method of setting a timer for 20 minutes and then taking a 5-minute break. With those boring things I don't want to do, it's a lot easier to get started if I know I've got a break coming up. In my head, it often feels like doing the dishes are going to take forever but more often than not, is not even going to take that one 20-minute Pomodoro. Even more effective here is using a body double where you're working alongside someone else. There are a lot of small administrative tasks that I have to put off that aren't hard for me to do, but still need to get done. That still need to get done? A great way that you can combine all these ideas is to have a Pomodoro dance party. This is where you have 20 minutes of work and then get a 5-minute dance break, I recently did one of these, and I was in awe of how much I got done. I honestly didn't think I would be nearly as effective as it was. But by combining all those things, it made it super easy to complete all those tasks I didn't want to do. We're not trying to make these things the most interesting things that we're doing. We're just trying to take at least a little of the tedium out of them. Am I going to ever look forward to doing the dishes? Probably not. But I can at least make it something that I don't dread. Okay, so making things fun is one way to get ourselves inspired to do things. But often what we need is to just get started. This is where a lot of us get stuck, because starting can be the hardest part. That's where I was at the start of this episode, and a big part of my paralysis came from not knowing where I should start. I didn't even have a blank page to stare at because I wanted a topic so I could create a new item in my episode's database. What this often means is that we need to cull this uncertainty from how we're starting things. Not only do we need to know what to do, but we need to know what that first step is. And it's easy to hold ourselves back here. Did I actually need a topic before I started writing? No, what I needed was a place to start, and I can just label my database entry anything I want and change it later. 
writing temporary title works just as well as anything else there. But let's stay curious here. Instead of asking, what's my first step? What if we instead asked, how could I get started anyway? Could I create a first step that's easy to do so that it doesn't matter if I don't know where to get started? What I'm getting at here is a warm-up routine. Something to put you into action right from the get-go. If we can create a routine that we start that is independent from what we're actually working on, then we can always get going and have a place to start from. Often, our lack of inspiration to get started comes from the fact that we're just not in the right state. When I roll up to my office, I'm usually not ready to sit down and word vomit all over the page. What I need is an easy way to get my head in the right space. Our routine needs to be easy, because even then, we're probably going to be experiencing some resistance to starting. So the easier, the better. One of the first things I start my workday with is a cup of tea, and so the first step in my routine is boiling some water. Makes that a pretty easy first step. It's also a good idea to include some movement in your warm-up. This is not a full exercise routine here. Just something to get your blood flowing. A short walk, a couple of push-ups, or maybe just some light stretching. Finally, we also want to make sure that we have everything we need to get started. Do I have my water out? Do I have to go to the bathroom? Have I looked over my schedule? Do I have any fidgets on my desk? Anything you might want to have ready for your day so that you don't have to start and retransition into working. Above all, make it easy and a little bit fun. Maybe you have a mantra you want to say that helps you get in the right headspace. Maybe you want to put on some music and do a little dance for your movement. And music is a great way to change your state. Or maybe you just want to do a quick puzzle to dust the cobwebs off your brain. This warm-up is just here to make getting started easier, so we need to make it as easy as possible for us to follow. Hey, I just wanted to add on one more thing here. This is something that came to me while I was editing this episode, and I wanted to make sure to include, which is that sometimes you just need to take a break. Sometimes inspiration isn't coming because you're tired, or that you're starting to feel burned out. So what I'm trying to say is just make sure all your needs are being met. Have you had enough water? Have you had enough sleep? Don't let this need to always be doing more keep you from taking care of yourself. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, before you come up with a solution to your problem, you need to know what your problem actually is. Some problems are just symptoms of other problems. If you can solve for those root issues, it makes everything else easier to fix. Two, while gamifying boring tasks might seem like a great way to make your work more interesting, it can also backfire and reduce motivation in the long run. It's better to just add in some small aspects of fun, like listening to music or doing the task with a friend. 3. Creating a warm-up routine can make it easier to get into our workflow. Just make sure that you make your warm-up easy enough so that you don't put it off as well. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can go to the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com slash inspiration. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at hackingyouradhd, or you can connect with me over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. I'd also like to encourage you to go check out the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For in-depth interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, go check out ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers. If you're a parent with ADHD or have a child with ADHD, definitely check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. 
If you're interested in exploring issues of diversity in ADHD, then be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. For those late-diagnosed women, moms, and professionals, there's also the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Mapin. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network every second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to register for the next one, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. If rubber comes from rubber trees and sugar comes from sugar canes, where do eggs come from? Pole trees. Pole trees.